Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, welcome in to another edition of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Oh, Shane's trusting me. Mac, how, uh, well, okay. Welcome to another edition of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sean DePaz, alongside the one and only, you got to do it now. DJ Mackie P. Oh, that was lame. <laughs> DJ Mackie P. Thank you for joining us. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, some comments. Uh, tell Mac you like her glasses. Sponsored by Shady Rays. Yup. <laughs> uh, shout out to people who got in the chat. CWP. I'm not used to doing this part of this. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, she's really CWP, Ryan, Elizabeth, and more, not more importantly, but especially... No, they're in, they're in person. They're more important. Yeah, today. they're more important. We got a couple diehards on the cut. Daniel and Chris are here watching live. Can't see them. They're right off the stage. I'm looking at them right now. I might just pan Michaela's camera. Yeah, honestly, it wouldn't honestly, be a bad idea. You it. didn't show up. Daniel was going to host it. It was going to host the show with me. Um, <laughs> if you're it. wondering why Mac is is in the, the in the shape she is, I guess. The shovel is the, the correct uh, Yeah. Um, this time... <laughs> What twelve hours ago, uh, Mac was two hours away from ending her night in Nashville. Um, so we, in no, case no, you didn't, no, no, no. Oh, I'm this, doing the time. This time ten hours ago. Yes, I got home at two twenty a.m. Yes, from Broadway. Yes, in Nashville. I had um, forty minutes to pack and get in an Uber, and you did, and get hey, to hey, the hey, airport. She did, she did that on time. She's I, She's I was on time. I only had forty minutes to pack. I was on time. She she was. she she was. I was in the Uber before and y'all. She was no. She <laughs> that was she did one thing on time. <laughs> um, if you didn't know, uh, me Mac and the the PHNX Coyotes crew and Shane were um, in Nashville for the NHL draft. We were. Um, and the Coyotes did a few things. Just uh, a few. None of which included trades. They had twelve picks in the draft and they used all twelve of them. Um, the first two. Much to the surprise, I think, of a lot of Coyotes fans, uh, Dmitry Shimashev, a 80-foot-tall defenseman out of Russia who was not anywhere. It was like not even a first round in a lot of mock drafts. Nope, not on our, dra- not um, our draft board. <laughs> you were there on the floor. Uh-huh. What was your reaction and, I guess, the reaction of, of the people when the that pick was made at 6? Um, When they went up there to announce the pick at 6, they said the name. And like it was so quiet. Okay, so important context. People were like, "Wait." Important context. If you haven't been following, if you weren't following the NHL draft, there was a kid named Matt Vaymichkov from Russia, um, who was very controversial because it was very questionable about whether he'd be able to come over to the United States and play um, for a a handful of different reasons. So it was, but he was considered arguably he was considered a top three talent in the draft. Mm -hmm. um, If we're going just based on talent, but because of the other stuff, he slid and was available there at six for the Coyotes and. We had heard a report from at least one credible journalist, I, I think it was Elliot Freeman, um, say that if Matt Vey was there, they were going to take him. So then we get to pick six. Matt Vey's there. Um, they say ru- from Russia. And as as Daniel is, is referencing in the chat, I got real excited. I threw my hands up. Um, and then they said, um, <laughs> not, they didn't say Sochi, which is the club that um, 
Matt Vaymishkov plays for, and I got real confused. And then they said Dmitry Shimashev, which is a guy that I had literally never heard of, never uh, heard which of. is saying something because if you didn't know, I produced the Coyote Show where they covered draft prospects in great detail leading up to the draft. Um, and then I was in complete and utter shock. Um, and then six picks later, at pick 12, there's a few other highly talented kids that have been linked to possibly the Coyotes being interested in them. And yet again, they go to Russia. Daniil Boot, um, this time a forward, another big kid. Um, reaction to that one? Also not expected. <laughs> um, I think it was tough because, you know, obviously the whole time leading up to the draft, everyone was set on who their favorite prospect yes. was. And neither of these two kids were on anybody's radar. Um, and so the Coyotes drafting was a little bit unexpected, I think, is a good way to put it. The scouts over in Europe must have put in, like, overtime. Yeah, well, so that's an interesting part of this because these kids played in Russia where, as of the last few years, you have not been able to watch them live. So that made it even bigger. These are kids that we never heard of, and we also, or at least thought we knew... Yeah, that these weren't anybody. These were guys that they hadn't even been able to watch live in a while. We later learned um, through the great reporting of Craig Morgan that they snuck into Belarus to watch these kids play in a tournament. So which they like <laughs> they were one of two teams that actually got to see these kids play live. Yeah, because um, they were teammates, all, by the way. Decision making. I don't hey, know. If that's you got to risk it for the biscuit. Making. You got to risk it for the biscuit. They and they did. Um and I think, and I mean, I feel like Chris and Daniel could also speak to this. At, initially, the the reaction was very, very negative, very shocked. Yeah. But as by the time the night was over, I think a lot of Coyotes fans got in a much better place. Um, Craig Button, Leah talked to Craig Button uh, yeah, during the draft, and he said that that they, they could have ended up having two steals. That Dmitry Shimashev could potentially be the best defenseman in this draft. Yeah. Um, if if. He had played, I forget who it was, but someone had said that if he had played in the CHL, he would have been a unanimous top 10 pick. Yeah, well, uh, everything that I, because I was doing, so I was obviously doing graphics and mm -hmm. stuff and getting all the information out on Twitter. Like, everything that I saw and was, like, reading, he people were saying he was, might be the best defenseman in the draft. Yeah. Like, it was not even, uh, oh, he's, like, okay defensively. Yeah. Like, no, they were saying he might be the best defenseman in the draft. Um, obviously, I think he went overlooked because, again, of the geopolitical situation yes. in Russia right now. So not Great a lot of scouts. Of, of geopolitical, by the way. Thank you. I'm still <laughs> coherent. Um, not a lot of people could – not a lot of scouts could get out there and, like, actually watch him. Yeah. And, like you mentioned – the Coyotes pulled like a James Bond 007 <laughs> and stuck into Belarus into the so they could watch him play. And just like listening to what the scouts had to say about how he was on the ice, how he impressed them, you know, how he was as a person, it really kind of sold me on it. And I definitely was in the camp of what the heck do the Coyotes just do? Like, who are these two kids? Mm -hmm. But then hearing all of the things that I heard from the scouts, from the ports that I read, also interviewing them both. Yeah. Um, you know, Shemeshev can speak a little bit more English than Daniel Boot could. But also, I think we're overlooking the fact that they were also teammates. Yeah. So yeah. they already have a rapport with each other. Um, they both played in the KHL on the same team for the locomotive. Yep. And so I think that's really cool, too. There was a moment on draft night where um, Dmitry Shemeshev was on the broadcast yeah, and they were yep. the coyotes were picking at number 12 again and they were asking all right like what do you think the coyotes are gonna do here like the coyotes are on the clock and he said oh it'd be great like if they took my teammate yep. um and they did and his face of genuine shock when they read out daniel boot's name was the most wholesome moment of the whole yeah. draft night i think honestly awesome. because he was so excited for his teammate and then when daniel boot went to the podium to talk to reporters um Shemishev was off to the side and he was on facetime and he was facetiming Daniel Boots' friends, but yeah. they're also his friends and yeah, teammates back in Russia. Well, that's the other thing. I think we forget that they're like literal children, like literal children. Yeah. They're just like, so, and I, that, I think that got thrown in my face when I was on day two when I was there and seeing them in person. It was like, oh, that's a child. Um, but you mentioned his teammate, Daniel Boot, and that's another kid who, like we said, I think when he was t taken, it was re it was met with a lot of, of shock and a little bit of disgust yeah. and just like confusion frustration what have you but similar to Dmitry Shimashev none of us know what the hell we're talking about um he's actually a pretty good hockey player um again I'm forgetting who it is. there was so many people in the hockey in hockey media there that 
Craig and Leah got to talk to that it all, all the other names kind of blend together. But someone said that uh, Boot could have, potentially have the highest ceiling of any player in this draft. He could Which be a bona fide superstar. <laughs> and if you consider the fact that they got these guys at 6 and 12 when no one wanted them, well, at least, well, people wanted them, but no one knew who they were, publicly at least. Yeah. Um, and they could end up being two of the best players in the draft. They're not going to become a Bedard, right? Um, but well, what? who knows? I mean, yeah, Crazy I guess who knows. Anything can happen, right? But usually those kids that they say are going to be good, like Daniel, or Daniel, wow, I almost said Daniel Bedard, geez. Um, like Connor Bedard, they end up being pretty good. Anyways, um, but do you know, like they have the potential of getting two of the best players in this first round. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious when you, again, think about how those picks were reacted to when they were yeah, made. Yeah, so negative. Everyone was not having it. But um, I think I'm excited. I'm, I'm on the trade now. I'm excited to watch mm -hmm. and see how it pans out. I think overall, I was really happy with the Coyotes draft. Yes. Um, I think they were low-key drafting an NBA team. Um, they didn't pick. They had 12 picks in this draft. Yes. 12. Not a single pick was under six foot one. That is... Yeah, uh, they well, had you, some six fivers, some six seveners. Yeah, like, yeah. So the six seven kid is was what I was going to talk about next. Is you huge. mentioned their their draft and being happy with their draft in general. A big part of that for me was them taking three goaltenders on day tendies. two, including six a six seven kid um, yeah. who is from Chechi, I believe, but plays in the United States. Um, yeah, they 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 bolstered like their position groups. They got. A guy who could potentially be a top a top pair defenseman. Yeah. A guy that could end up being a front line forward, a first line forward, and three goaltenders. Yeah. So they 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 uh, they address like all of the positions, and yeah, that that's so like I'm with you that I ultimately think even ignoring the first day of the draft, like what they accomplished on the second day, I think is about as much as you can accomplish on the second day, especially considering all the picks they had. They had 11 picks. Uh, yeah, or, which or also I'm shocked that they used all of them. Yeah. I thought that there were going to be some trades happening, that they were going to use some draft capital to maybe acquire some players well, or yeah, just like move around in the draft. You had a guy like Matt Vimitchkov available at six. Yeah. And there were, there had been reports for, for weeks leading up to the draft that, that, um, the Mont or the jeez, the Washington Capitals, Alexander Ovechkin, famous Russian, um, that they wanted him, and so you thought that there would be a potential to trade there, but they said that they they liked their players and they wanted to make their picks to to kind of address some of that depth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I I really like the draft. Um, they got size. They really All they got size. That, that, that's the other thing huge. for me is that like. Uh, uh, up until and it's something I tried to reiterate, even though I had a negative reaction to the the initial the first picks in the draft. Your like, first reaction was so yeah, funny. It was, if you it haven't was seen it, you shock. have to go watch it on the PHNX Draft Day Live Show. His jaw was on the floor for like a solid twenty minutes. It was it was, it was complete shock. But <laughs> it was so um, good. like I, even in the moment, I tried to reiterate that like we had so much. We've all been talking about how much faith we have in GMBA and in the job that he's done. Like you, you have to keep the faith yeah, there. Um, and I think like you saw within 24 hours why you have to keep the faith because everyone's opinion or the public opinion on the guys that they had taken had done a complete 180. Um, mm -hmm. So and, and so in that vein, like GMBA clearly had a a. He has an identity for his team. They're yeah. big. They're strong. He has a vision and I'm and, not into yes. it. Like, I haven't really bought into a GM's vision since Mike Hazen. Yeah. Like, I'm so fully in on Mike Hazen's vision for the Diamondbacks, and I've been a Mike Hazen truther since 2017, 16. <laughs> um, and now I'm really starting to get on the GMBA, like, vision bandwagon. Yeah. I mean, I knew that coming in, he was obviously really good at um, developing Stanley Cup winning teams. He did it with the Blues. So I think I'm more now even full belief with GMBA than I was even before this draft. Um, but yeah, even Charles Woodall Pike in the comments saying he was shocked that nobody made a first round trade. That's the first time. Yeah, and it is the first time it's happened since 2007. I believe there were only like two or three <clears throat> trades in the entire draft, especially yeah. if you uh, ignore the ceremonial one that was made at the end of it. I'm pretty sure it was ceremonial, at least. So David uh, Yeah, it had make. to have been. Yeah, if, if you watch the draft... The first team that drafts just needs to, on behalf of everybody, thank the city they're in, congratulate the Stanley Cup champions, and, and thank the fans back it. home. No one we, else needs to do the, it. The Vegas Golden Knights did not need to be thanked <laughs> yeah. 31 times 
Anytime made a pick. Anytime anybody said, congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights for winning the Stanley Cup. Boo. Yeah, we were literally. And, and but the whole arena. <laughs> me and Petey and for part of it, Pikeman Adventure was in Nashville. Um, we were literally, like, we were checking boxes every time someone came up being like, okay, they got to thank the fans back at whatever bar they're hosting their watch party at. They got to congratulate the Golden Knights. They got to shout out David Poyle, the retiring GM of the National Which Predators. Which I kind of liked. That was cool. He it got a lot of draft, and He has been a executive in the league for longer than I've been alive. Yeah, it was really Literally. cool on the on, in the seventh round when he made his last pick. He got a standing, standing ovation from the arena. Yeah. And, and like all the, the scouts and GMs on the floor. That was a really cool moment. It was cool, but for sure. It still got, it got, a little, it got a little tired for me. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I'm super happy. I'm really happy with the size they got. I yeah. think, you know, obviously not all of these draft picks are going to pan out and not all of them are going to make it to the NHL. But just hypothetically, if they were speaking, they would be one of the biggest teams of the league. Like all the other teams trying to fight the Coyotes, like the Coyotes would be like looking down on them, like towering above them. Yeah. Um, one uh, of our diehards said the Coyotes need to change their name to the Arizona Redwoods because they are going to be huge. Yeah. No, um, no one is that, Even team. the tenny that they took, um, Michael, I, I'm not, I don't speak Rabel. Czech. Rabel. So I don't want to Rabel. Rabel? Yeah. Okay. It's I didn't want to butcher H -R -A -B -E -L it. R-A-B-E-L or L-E or something yeah, like that. Yeah. The 6'7 kid. When he walked into the room, I was like, oh my God, I yeah. rarely ever have to look up at anybody. And I was like, my yeah. neck was like graining to and try I'll to say, make eye contact. On the other side of the size, I feel like they did a really good job. And we saw this with a bunch of the kids that they, that we, that they, that were at the draft that talked after they were picked. Yeah. Like, it seemed like he made, and obviously it's the draft. Like it's all kind of you can only read into such. So, but they it seemed like they tried to draft like good people, yeah, really intelligent that's a great kids. Point. A bunch of kids that put a, a, a big emphasis on education. We had a kid that's going to Cornell. Cornell. Um, yep. The reason that that Rabel is in the states playing hockey is because he, his parents were emphasizing his education. Like they they they, they PD did a walking and talking with Tanner Ludke, <clears throat> and he was super nice. Like. They, they just had a bunch of, like, yeah. really good, intelligent kids. I need everyone to start learning the name Jonathan Castagna. He is oh, yeah. my favorite He's the pick kid, right? out yeah. of the entire draft. He's the Cornell kid. He was the 70th pick in the third round. Gem. Just and a he, he, gem yeah. of a human being. He was a kid that he... Um, he Decline going to play juniors in Canada so he can go to he can play college or he can go to a college preparatory yeah. school and then go to college in the States. Yes. Um, which... In Noel Canada Nord was awesome rare. too, the Swede. Yeah. He like, was so he got up there and he's like, This is this sick. Is sick. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, oh my they, god. <laughs> I I they're so cute. They're so ultimately, like, yeah, I, I just I have a really good feeling of, of yeah. the draft. Tanner Lucky was a gem. Yeah, it he did was, walk in and talk with PD. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. great. It was really cool to be there. Um, I'm super grateful that we got to that was my first initial draft in person. It was yeah, your first initial draft well. in person. So it was really cool to see all of that and to kind of feel like you're a part of it. We were the only outlet there really covering the Coyotes um, yeah. on both days. So it was awesome to be a part of and it was cool to see. And um, I'm really impressed with all the Coyotes picks. Yeah. I know that it was a little shaky to start, but I think we're we're all feeling a little bit better. Um, but yeah, it was great. So I'm, I'm excited to see what works out. Speaking yeah. of first time things, it was your first time in Nashville. It was my first time in Nashville. Thoughts, opinions. I'm interested to hear because this was like my sixth time in Nashville. I'm a Nashville vet. Um, I like I enjoyed it. I like I love I love the East Coast. I love it's not exactly the East Coast, but like the weather. I know a lot of y'all hated it. I loved it. Like I don't really mind the humidity, especially the day that it rained. I loved it. Yeah. Um, but the city is cool. It. Like we had the boat ride. First off. Shout out to Diehards who came yes. out with us, but we had a boat ride with the Diehards and it was beautiful. Like it, it's, it's, awesome. a, it's a beautiful city. I will say they need to work on their infrastructure a little bit. Traffic there sucked. Uh, <laughs> it is not a city that is. It's a city that like looks like it should be built to host big events, but once you actually try and go to a big event in the city, it is clearly not built to host a big event. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. Like I'm not a country guy, but I got to go to Tootsie's with Petey, <clears> and that was awesome. I loved seeing all the live music. Like, and just getting to to rub shoulders with all the people, a bunch of different people in the NHL. I got to meet yeah. general manager of the um, Philadelphia Flyers, Daniel Briere, former Arizona rub coach. Shoulders. Yeah, rub shoulders. They have rub they elbows. Rub shoulders. <laughs> I don't rub shoulders is like getting a massage. Yeah, like shoulder rub. Is it brush you just shoulders? go up to Daniel sure Briere and rubbing his shoulders. Diehard. I think it's it it rub elbows. Yeah, rub elbows. Oh, it was a yeah. You just touched okay. it. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> anyway, that's fine. Going. That's again. I got to sleep <laughs> for two hours. Um, also, we got chicken, and Shane said it wasn't life changing. I loved it. 
I loved it. It was pretty damn good chicken and the banana pudding I had. Pretty damn good. It's not life changing. Yeah. The banana I'm glad pudding. you liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I I'm really obsessed it. with Nashville. Honestly, it might be my favorite city on the planet. Um, we all know that I'm a little country girl, so I thrive in Nashville, despite not thriving right now because I'm violently hungover and I have zero hours of sleep. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I am disappointed, though, that like my I went out every night except for the uh, draft night, and I was the only one. Okay. You guys were lame. I Hey, Mac. Hey, Mac. Yeah. Do you want to edit? 10 hours of vlog footage. Mac, you want to get up and produce shows at 9 a.m.? No. Yeah, don't do any of that. Um, I'm here record, though, aren't I? For the record, I really wanted to go out the last night, but circumstances kind of prevented me from I went so. the hardest the last night, and I'm regretting it a little bit right now. I feel so unwell. <laughs> My um, head is pounding. <laughs> can I great. suggest a little hair of the dog? Um, No. I will probably throw up everywhere. But if I were to do hair of a dog, I would drink Four Peaks. Exactly. Um because we're talking about sports we were obviously at the initial draft and, and the reality is, is sports and four peaks just go hand in hand i know chris is, is always at d-backs games i'm always at d-backs games nothing's better at a d-backs game than a nice ice cold wow um and i don't know if you knew this but four peaks is the official craft beer of the arizona Diamondbacks. i did i they sure did their, know that. they're a rattle on red ale um it's amazing i love four peaks it was as leah said on a multiple occasions one of the hardest parts of being in nashville was not having Four Peaks. Yeah, um, absolutely. Four Peaks, you know, you know they're amazing. We've been telling you about all the stuff they do for teachers. Head to fourpeaksforteachers.com, the nominated teacher um, for one of their $1,000 grants or potentially a um, teacher lawn makeover, but you got to do it today. It's the last day to do it today. So do that. Um, and check out our friends at Four Peaks Brew or at Fort Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery, but you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink responsibly um your head hurts yeah just a little bit a lot actually you someone know, michael in the comments asked me how much should i drink more than i should have michael i am not well i also i had a vegas bomb for the first time never had one of those before which i didn't know what it was and when we were in the airport i was asking shane i was like shane do you know what a vegas bomb is because we were in an airport and i was like i can't say bomb in an airport i respect that self-awareness no, it that's, was actually it was actually crazy that's I, hilarious I, I was i was i was shocked that she i was still was hammered so at the airport by the way i was hammered at the airport yeah. and on the flight yeah I was still as drunk. soon as i got in the air the the uber this morning you're like i'm still drunk <laughs> but that's, i really wanted to know because i never had it before and i i I burped a little bit and it still tasted like Vegas bomb and I thought I was going to throw up everywhere. Oh so I was like, Shane, what is in a Vegas bomb? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Because I've never even heard of that. Um, It's peach it's, schnapps, it's, it's, Red it's Bull, Crown, crown. Uh, peach schnapps, cranberry juice, um, and, and dropped into a Red Bull. Terrible. Oh, no, I, it's oh, I'm not a Red I can't do Red Bull. Yeah. Well, I was I mean, a big it's, vodka it's, Red it's Bull guy in college. It's literally just it. like a fancy Jaeger bomb. Mm. Like it's I can't. It was but terrible. But I already, I'm not even like, uh, Talk I'm about not great at drinking hard liquor. Be quite honest with the you. The only bombs um, I like are the ones that Corbin hit Carol hits and Saki bombs. True. That's fair. Um, but as I was saying, you know what's good for a headache? Uh, weed. Weed. Friends weed. over at OGs. And there's no better time to take OGs because there's summer flavors here. I've talked about it a bunch. <laughs> They're uh, pink lemonade. Best flavor. Have you had the pink lemonade yet? Yeah, it's so good. Is it? Have you put it above the orange creamsicle? Like, where are they? No, in your okay. Right? My official ranking, it's changed, which might shock some people. Oh, wow. My number one right now is strawberries and cream happy balance. Oh, that, okay. It goes so hard. Okay. Like the taste so good and the CBD and the THC together just make me so happy. So strawberry cream one, pink lemonade two, orange creamsicle three. Okay. I'm pink lemonade, orange creamsicle. Um, and then they got their their fruits pack that I tried the other day. Mm -hmm. I, I think that I got to put that three. I love them. You'll love them. Uh, the pink lemonade. Only available for a limited time, so you better go get it now before it's too late. It's it's the hottest thing that's going to drop this summer. Hotter than pink lemonade, better than the pink tape. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> but our friends over at OGs, check them out. Uh, go to go online at ogsbrands.com uh, and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find the products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Um Yes, so, Michael, I got through TSA drunk. Um, <laughs> I have some breaking news for you, actually. And it's breaking news that I'm upset about. I'm oh. very sad. Um, per Craig Morgan, the Coyotes will not tender a qualifying offer to restricted free agent Christian Fisher, allowing him to become an unrestricted free agent and sign with another team. I'm so sad. You want to know what makes me really sick I to my cry. stomach, actually? So when I played my NHL career mode uh, a, like a few months ago or whatever, and I was the Coyotes... 
I didn't re-sign Christian Fisher, and you know where he signs? The Toronto Maple Leafs. And you know who is the special assistant to the GM in Toronto right now? Shane Doan. So if my damn NHL 23 predicted Christian Fisher going to the Maple Leafs, I'll be sick to my stomach. Also seeing Shane Doan with a Maple Leaf pin on his... Oh, uh, my God. Literally made me want to vomit. I had to, like, pinch my bridge of my nose so I didn't start crying because Shane Doan was talking to us and he had his little Maple Leafs pin on. And I was like, this is tragic. I hate everything about this. I've said it once. I'll I'll say it a million times. I love Shane Doan. He's a terrific person. I do not wish him any success because I hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, I wish that he would have had a different role here in Arizona. Well, yeah, I wish him success. I wish him success. I don't wish him any success in his role. It's not his fault that the Coyotes didn't use him better, to be honest. I don't want want Toronto to be successful. I hate them. I know. I hate Toronto, And you you join the enemy. That's what happens. Anyways. He has a lot of success in his role, and they don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's that's a, that's. A good I mean, way the Maple Leafs are going to do anything, and they're going to choke. I so hope they keep fine. getting to the first round of the playoffs, and then getting eliminated in, in yeah. sad fashion. I'm very um, upset about Fish, though. I think Fish was one of the most quality human beings, just like a genuinely, genuinely good human being. Always made time for anybody yeah. who needed it. Um, was just a great human being, and obviously a friend of the program. Um, and I know that not necessarily. When you're talking talent-wise, the first person yeah. that you think of when you think of a great, talented yeah. Coyotes player. But still, like, you know, this team is in a very difficult position as an organization with all of the negativity surrounding the team with the relocation rumors and not having an arena. And Fish was like a ride or die. Like, he was always positive. He always brought a smile to people's faces. And I feel like he's someone that you want in a locker room when your organization is going through a hard time because he's going to be a leader. He's going to be a morale lifter. And even if he didn't have a CRNA on his chest, like, he still took that as a responsibility mm-hmm. because he was an older guy compared to some of the guys on the roster who has been with the organization for a while. And so I'm really bummed to see him not stay with the Coyotes because I think you need a guy like Fish in the locker room um, when your organization is in a position like this. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Fish is – I got to meet him a couple of times just obviously doing stuff with PHNX Coyotes. And he was – yeah, like you said, one, like just one of the nicest guys ever. Um, yeah. And so – Especially when it, it seems like a lot goes wrong with this franchise, you like to have something positive like that. That's um, understatement. But that is a man I will always uh, definitely wish success for. While we're on the topic of breaking news, and while we got Chris right here, uh, before she walks away again, we got a little breaking news earlier. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, no. um, ASU women's basketball legendary coach Charlie Turner Thorne joining uh, the coaching staff for the, the Phoenix Mercury. I love that. Right? Isn't love. that awesome? Isn't that like, I mean, love. She, I mean, a just what to is, have not as a, not head coach. No, though, no, right? assistant. Okay. She, she's okay. assistant uh, to Nikki, I believe. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> I I love that. I think just having her back in basketball in the state of Arizona is a win. terrific. A like, win is a win. It, it, we we got to talk to her on Sun Devils like uh, over a year ago, and one of the things we talked to uh, talked to her about was like what she's done, uh, obviously with women's basketball basketball and native communities like she she's just great for the sport and also yes, just totally. like a pretty damn good coach great so for coach. a struggling uh mercury team who's probably going to end up mm-hmm. having a relatively or a pretty high draft pick next year um charlie turner thorne gives me sandy brondello vibes like she is so such high quality basketball and iq such a great motivator a good like people's coach like yes. we'll figure out what makes you tick and get the best out of you and like getting to watch her coach all four years when i went to arizona state and then after as we covered them too like charlie is a boss yes. and this is what the mercury needs so bad because i'm sorry but vanessa was not it like <laughs> yeah vanessa that's... nygaard like thank you for your time but, i was like, hopeful when she got hired no but yeah no i was not they should have never let go of sandy in the well, first place yeah, i but... mean yes i got yeah, yes but like once they made <laughs> nygaard i uh, they named Nygaard the head coach. I was I not tried to happy be about it. Um, and it was a it basically and, a cost uh, a saving uh, move because um, the previous owner of the Phoenix Suns didn't want to pay the head coach of the Phoenix Mercury what she was owed. So I was not a shocker. fan of the Vanessa Nygaard acquisition in the first place. So obviously when Matt Ishbia bought the Suns, he uh, came in and knocked some things down, which I was very happy about. The Mercury were vastly underperforming what they should have been. And I don't think Vanessa was the coach for this team. Obviously, there were a lot of falling outs that were happening between Diamond to Shields. Skylar Jenkins Smith not wanting to play. Like, it's just been a disaster with Vanessa. So I'm super excited that um, she's gone. Sorry, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> and we have a new coach who they're actually fired up about. All the players yeah. seem to be really excited about it. They won their game either last night or two nights ago, and they looked like a completely different team. Like, it looks <laughs> like they actually wanted to be there. So, yeah, Chris and I were talking about it right before the show. It just seems like it's a different energy. Yeah, and, like, different energy. I, I was, it's not really a joke, but it's kind of a joke. Like, I don't really want them to win that many games because I want, 
Caitlin Clark to be a Phoenix Mercury. I think that would be pretty cool. But I'm not really. I'm not going to be out here necessarily rooting for them to lose. Like if they can, they can turn this around. uh, Happy for Charlie though. Yeah, and having Charlie, like I said, that's the biggest thing. Having Charlie back in the thing. Chris yelled yes and then apologized for it. Like that's not kind of just what we do here. Shane walked in on the Sun Devil or on the Coyote Show and just kind of tickled Petey on the head. Today we just do weird stuff here, and matter. I'm um, doing a podcast with my sunglasses on my face. Yeah, it just happens, you, you know. The vibes are high. Yeah, you know, this is amazing. What's that? And my favorite thing that has happened in recent times. What's that? Corbin Carroll's going to the All Star Game as a starter. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy about it. That actually just hurt my head so yeah, so bad sure to yell that out. I don't know why I did that. A little unnecessary, but I appreciate the energy nonetheless. Yeah, Corbin oh. Carroll going to start in or for the National League in the All Star Game in his hometown of Seattle. Let's because go. duh, hometown hero, baby. Because I mean, I guess it's not duh because Arizona, it's Arizona sports, and I'm sure the fans would have. Figured out a way. They, I'm sure, like if they had figured out a way to screw over Corbin Carroll and there was an ambassador, wouldn't have been surprised. But like based on pure deservedness, like duh, yeah, of course he's an all star, yes. Um, but it, it's awesome that he gets to start, um, in his hometown. Like I'm just excited for him. Yeah. And again, he's a rookie, so like it's a pretty damn good start to the career if you're getting an all star <laughs> game in your first year. And you're already in the MVP game. conversation. Yeah. Like, kind of crazy. I'm just glad he's getting the recognition he deserves because if any team was going to get overlooked on having a starter in the MLB All-Star game, it was going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Like, yeah. yeah, 100%. The Diamondbacks constantly have talent that at least in one position that is worth being a starter at the MLB all-star game and it just never happens because I hate the way that the MLB all-star game works in terms of like fans having to vote because then you have stupid fan bases like the freaking Dodgers voting in Joe Schmo Smith. Well, I who mean, nobody and, cares and about, but like, they're like, oh, we gotta get all the, the Dodgers. Two, like, oh, let's no, be man. fair. The Diamondbacks were almost the benefactor of that because Lourdes Guriel had no right when, like, at this point, had no right to be anywhere close to in this conversation. And basically, just Toronto Blue Jays fans got him there. So, like, it, it mean, is what like, it is. I, I hate the way that it's set up. That's yeah, stupid. I mean, I. I like the I best don't know, positional like the players should day, be starting. I go back and forth on this because at the end of the day, All Star games don't really mean anything. So like they're for the fans. So I don't have a problem with fans. I'm gonna say I don't think they should be like I don't think it should be unilaterally the fans' decision because fans are dumb as shit, um, including us. Um, so like, speak I, for yourself. <laughs> I, oh, listen. I was. We were just talking about how we were all reacting to the the, the Shemeshev pick. None of us knew that what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> We don't know what we're talking about. Sometimes I didn't have a meltdown about it. I was just confused. Uh, Everyone was confused. Subscribe to our YouTube channel <laughs> where we talk about sports. Um, <laughs> we promise we're really knowledgeable. No, we know and we what we're, know talking, what we're about, talking about. But we, uh, you know, sometimes fans can be stupid. Um, I'm so excited for Corbin though. The fact yeah. that his the storyline of him getting to do it, his first All Star game in his like hometown, is amazing. Like goosebumps. I feel like there's going to be so much good content that comes out of the fact that he's getting to do that in Seattle. Um, and I'm just happy that we're getting the recognition that this team deserves because by golly, gosh darn it, <laughs> they deserve it. And Corbin Barrels deserves it. It's yeah. no, it's way past yeah. time for him to get. Um, so. But if they only have one starter in this all-star game, it's going to be a damn shame because yeah. Zach Gallon needs to be starting for the National League yeah. um, in the all-star game as well. That we still have to wait and see. I don't think that's even really a conversation to be had at this point. Um, save for, like I was kind of saying on bets, like if he has a start and it just doesn't line up for him to actually be the physical starter, but he should be named the starter of the NL um, yeah. for the NL and the All-Star I game agree. And Merrill Kelly should be on that pitching staff as well. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. They start a or they have a series with the the Angels, Shohei Otani and the Angels. So I'm very excited to see how that goes. Chase Field's going to be Is that home or away? No, it's away. Oh, uh, I wish it was Chase here. I didn't know that it was away to be quite honest with you cuz I don't know what's going on. <sighs> uh we've been in Nashville for 4 days. Um but yeah, I'm very excited for that series to see how they they compete against a surprisingly decent Angels team. Shout out our friends Mountain Mike's official pizza of your Los Angeles Angels. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm very excited. I, I the D-backs are awesome, dude. They're they're just awesome. I don't care how the series against the Rays went. They're, they're so awesome. fun to watch. I'm really hoping Tommy Henry is good. Tommy Henry tonight. We'll have to see. Um, but it's a pretty damn good time to be an Arizona Diamondback fan. Yeah. I keep saying it. Chris, uh, what are the Arizona Diamondbacks? A wagon. Thank you. Woo! They're yeah, more they of a wagon. Um 
so yeah, it's it's a great time <clears throat> to be a Diamondbacks fan. Uh, it's also a pretty good time to get burritos. Oh, that Anytime. sounds. Oh, oh, I'm no, I'm oh, going to Burrito shit. Express right after this. I'm leaving right after the show. I'm going to get might... Burrito Express. That sounds so good. That's going to bring me back to life. I mean, it is the hangover cure. It is. You should you should hurry up then. You should speed through this. <laughs> yeah. so like, you can get I please give me you're, you're right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, they close at three, so make sure you get there in time. Um, shout out our friends Burrito Express. Another bad part of us being a natural this week is we missed out on the, the on Burrito Express bringing burritos to the office, um, which. Always sucks, um, but they're like I said, they're they're, they're the best burritos burritos in the valley. It's not even close, in my opinion. What's your favorite? The uh, I go between breakfast supreme and steak and egg. Okay, or steak and yeah. potato. I like steak and potato. Steak. steak I and potato. I mean, as I've said, I am the I think the vice president at this point of the steak and salsa cult. Leah is, <laughs> of course, the, the founder, leader, president, um, and Toe Tree is assistant to the vice president i don't know he's third in the in the club uh whatever you go on the menu you can't go wrong shout out our friends burrito express support asu athletes including our very own um jalen conyers um so make sure you you check out burrito express and you follow him on twitter at burrito exp uh they're a pretty fun follow i'm gonna just say that daniel's saying three salsas minimum get that heresy out of my Facts. chat i don't no, want to see it. this is minimum. my show today and this is a two salsa show it's a four salsa show you did two salsas That's all four you need. salsas minimum Shout Always. out Burrito Express. Um, one last thing we want to touch on, because of course, the, uh, Phoenix Sports just wanted to kind of go a little crazy while we were super busy. Like, why? Uh, Could we not have waited until the NHL draft was over? It you was a little unnecessary. Us, like, two days. Um, we had the Bradley Beal press conference and also found out that Kyrie Irving <laughs> wants to be a son, maybe. Um, <laughs> Shane kind of talked about this the other day. I don't really know how much the the Irving thing is like real or if it's just him trying to leverage yeah. the the uh, Mavericks. Um, I saw Woj, or not Woj, um, who was it? Somebody on ESPN talking about... Um, it was Woj. No, it was somebody else. It was uh, somebody yesterday I was watching on uh, while we were at Love and Exile. Somebody he was talking who's, about... Somebody who's probably no longer employed with the company. Oh, <laughs> too soon. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, yeah, the ESPN did have quite a few layoffs earlier today. Um, but... Um, they are talking about how like there's really no, like no market for Kyrie. Like he wants more than anyone's gonna want to give him. So he's kind of got to hope that the Mavericks just pony up, which is why I think the Suns the Suns report probably came up. But if it were to be true, which I also don't think he wants to stay in Dallas. Like, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, did we I, not see what happened assume, between him and Luca? Yeah. We'll see I how don't think he uh, wants to be in Dallas. D Dallas, I really don't. Uh, yeah, Dallas. I would Mark also Cuban is convinced that's going to work. I think, and I don't know why. Listen, we'll see. <clears throat> Kyrie is very polarizing. Yeah, yes. uh, we all know this. Yes. We all are aware of this. Um, the Earth is round, but well, I don't think he ever denied that the Earth was round. <laughs> I'm just making a joke. He just also <laughs> thought it was flat. The Earth is round. round. <laughs> um, Kyrie is very polarizing. Yes. I don't know what money the Suns have that they seem to just be pulling out of well, thin air at this point yeah. to be trying to play. That's what I was going to say. If here. he was going to come here, it would I would assume have to be on a vet minimum. It would have to be a vet minimum. It would adorable. have to be way, way less than probably what he's hoping for. But let's just say in a wild universe. And I, again... It's not that wild. Kyrie is a weird dude. He is weird. Like if there was a guy who was going to be like, oh, I don't really weird. need the money. I'm just going to play basketball. Like it's it would Kyrie, be Kyrie, which is so, why I don't think this is a stretch. Like, yeah, it, it, like, listen, like if he, all he cares about is wanting to join a team that has a really, really good chance of winning a championship and he just wants another ring. The Phoenix Suns is the place to go. I agree. He already has a great rapport with Kevin Durant. I don't know how anyone else on the roster currently feels about him, but I mean, KD, if like Katie's down, like I'm down, like whatever. Yeah. Um, and so if he's like, I just want to win a ring. I want to join a team that I feel like is going to do that for me. I already have all the money I need. I will sign for a vet minimum. Who am I to say no? Like, well, oh, what's the worst that could go wrong? Daniel <laughs> saying he doesn't want Kyrie even on a vet minimum. I'm not sure that I do either. Like, I mean, and I'm for the sake of this conversation, obviously, when you're talking about Kyrie, you can't put aside any of the bullshit that he's tried to pull off in his past. But for the sake of this conversation, like I'm just talking about him as a basketball player. Like he is a very good basketball player, whether you like it or not. He's very good at the sport. He's do we or do we not need a point guard? Do we need the uh, Kyrie as a point guard though? That's a lot. Of, that's a who lot of cooks. Else, who else are cooks. we going to get as a point guard? I don't know, but that's a lot of cooks in that kitchen. 
And the list when of has possibilities it, is dwindling. And one of the cooks doesn't follow recipes. And, <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he just throws the food at the wall. That's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> screams. Like, and again. And burns sage in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and also, like, you got a bunch of guys who just kind of want to score the basketball. Like, and also, like, if you, Daniel's saying point book, which I agree. Like, I love no. point book. If you, if you, I if you get Kyrie, well, okay. But if you get Kyrie, you also have Bradley Beal, who naturally is a two, and uh, Devin Booker, who is also naturally a two. So no, someone's got to play out of position now. And I get this position with basketball, blah, 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 whatever. It's just a lot. It's just a, I don't know how that fits. Devin I'm Booker sure is the best like shooting it. guard in the league. And if they broke, don't fix it. <clears throat> I said what I said. I think he's the best guard in the league. Is that fair to say? He's the best guard in the league? Who's, who's your, best, com- who's I mean, your competition? Steph, like you got Luka Scott. Doncic is the best guard in the league. No, Sean. Mm. Sean. <sighs> Sean. Uh, Be real with yourself. I, yeah, I, but. No, there's no buts. But I know. But I mean, okay, but it. What is is SGA better than Devin Booker? No, my my only thing, my only counterpoint to the 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 thing, the Luca thing is that at least over this past year, Devin Booker's performance has actually led to some kind of winning. But I guess it did. Uh, Lucas did too until Brother. Kyrie showed up. <laughs> yeah, Luca. Anyway, Devin Booker's fine. the best shooter guard in the that's league. That's fine. I'll give it up. I'll give it to Luca. Hey, he's a top three it. guard in the league, right? So I. I don't know. I don't think I don't think Kyrie's necessary. I don't think it's worth the risk of even even on a vet minimum. Like I think the other stuff is too big of a risk. Even though he's been on good on his best behavior, I think since he's gone to Dallas, I still don't I still don't want the risk. Sean saying that they should target Gabe Vincent. Uh, this is a pro Gabe Vincent company. Um, so absolutely sign me up. Stay away from Fred Van Fleet. Please, I don't want that man. So Kyrie, yes or no? No. You're saying Kyrie, yes? Yep. Give me Kyrie. Super team. Shane, do you? That was <laughs> Shane. Daniel said Shane, and Shane just was looking around. Um, uh, are you yes or no on Kyrie? Uh, I mean, this on a vet minimum. This team presumably. is already. Yeah, I mean, it would have yeah. to be literally. They're not trading DA for. Um, this team's already just like, like. A midnight snack you make when you're high. So. <laughs> yes, yes. It's All your. Right. It, what is it? You with ramen and black beans? Yeah. Not that it was a so why don't we just add like some marshmallow fluff to a PB and J sandwich? Hell yeah! Give, Give me, me that marshmallow fluff, baby. Just see if it works. Let's I mean, go. again, I think we have. I bring this up every time I talk about Kyrie, and I guess not really Kyrie, but the the Nets. They were a shoe size away from being in the finals. So, like, it's not like that. That experiment is necessarily a complete failure. Like people like to pretend it was. Um, I mean, it was a failure because they didn't want to ring, but it wasn't as abjectly terrible as people like to pretend it was. I think it could work. I just don't. I don't think it's worth worth the risk, um, especially when you need you just need more than just Kyrie. But again, a fat minimum, whatever. I don't know. I'm out on Kyrie though. Um, Shake my head. I'm you know who on, I'm not out on. Who? Bradley Beal. That's exactly where I was going. Hey, um, I know that one guy. Uh, well, I know that one guy, Kyrie Irving, burned stage. At- TD Garden. Um, that's what I was referencing. Yes. I mean, um, Kyrie's not. I mean, okay, never mind. It's problematic. Bradley Beal. <laughs> Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is a Phoenix Sun. Bradley Beal is a Phoenix Sun. What a statement. He had his um, introductory press conference. <laughs> to me, the highlight was him saying, This is Book Nation, um, which is important to me. Book Nation. Because, and I, I saw. write that down and tattoo it on my forehead. Well, I saw. <laughs> Let's not do that. Uh, I saw someone make the joke on Twitter. They're like, when I'm when I'm at the library, but I forget what it's called. Uh, and you just say, this is Book Nation, um, which I found hilarious. Twitter's a good place. But uh, I think it's important. Uh, Twitter's not a good yeah, place. <laughs> it's not a good place. It's a fun place. Terrible, terrible very, place. Very, it's an important station. Especially if you operate Twitter in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going back there. Um, but Book Nation. Book Nation. Freaking I think it's important it. because... I think the problem that you get with super teams is is the conflict and all the personalities, whatever. Uh, but I think you saw in 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 Golden State when KD was there, yep. that was still uh, Steph Curry's team. He knew it was Steph Curry's team. Everybody knew Ooh, it was Steph Curry's you're team. You're going off right now. Keep going. This is Devin Booker's Preach. team. Whether yep. like it, it's he was here first, and yep. it's it's kind of what this is about. Like mm-hmm. the Heat, the Heatles, that was still Dwayne Wade's team. Like. Devin Booker, the the Phoenix Suns are Devin Booker. Devin Booker are the Phoenix Suns. KD just showed up. 
Beal hasn't played a game yet. Like, of course, it's fuck. It's 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 Book Nation. It's Devin Booker's team. But that, them acknowledging it, especially a guy like Bradley Beal, who is it's been Bradley Beal and the Washington Wizards for a grip now. Like, it, it's just been him. Yeah, him acknowledging that this is Huge. that he's gonna in some ways have to take a back seat to Devin Booker. I think is crucial to this team being yeah. successful with the amount of personalities and ball dominance they have on this team. Yeah. A thousand percent agree. I that put a lot of my like lingering questions to rest when he said that, because like you said, he has been a Washington wizard for his entire career and the Washington wizards attempted to build around Bradley Beal and it just did not work out. So when you have the mentality of this is my team going to a team that is not your team Mm -hmm. can get a little bit dicey. So the fact that he was like, it's book nation, like I was ready to like throw my hands up and say hallelujah yeah um so i'm really glad that he acknowledged that because it is book's team book literally said what six years ago i want a super team to come to me yeah devin booker he the super team it. is here baby like he, he did. did it like yeah, he you have done he spoke it spoke that into existence you spoke it like, you manifested not, that shit yeah. so hard whether um, or not they ever win a ring like he said he was going to stay here and bring talent to him at a time when fucking nobody wanted to play in phoenix nobody in any sport we were like, digging phoenix through was, the bargain barrel at the dollar store yeah. to get a free agent to come here are phoenix you kidding was, me to me, to me, to someone from the East Coast, even then, inexplicably unattractive. No. Like, I didn't understand why people didn't want to play here. I get, I get it more now, obviously, but like I didn't understand it. That's changed now because of Devin Booker. Um, yeah, totally. This is Devin Booker's team, and Katie also recognized it too at his press conference. Like, I'm excited to play with Book. This is Book's team. So I think a lot of the criticism that the Suns are getting now is like, oh, they're building a super team. They're not going about it the right way. Like, this is the Brooklyn Nets 2.0. Yeah. Like, the Brooklyn Nets were, you know, a little bit more. Difficult, different situation. I think those also personalities came into it with like not being on the same page. Like yeah, and James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. I think, like, blah. I think all the super teams. I, this kind of Shane, check me on this because I'm kind of just thinking. Like, I feel like all the super teams that have been successful have not been like the Warriors, right? Or like the big threes, right? The Warriors. They had Clay and Curry already there. The the Heat already had Dwayne Wade there. The Celtics already had Paul Pierce there. Okay. Like they Are you these, talking about just one player. Like I'm, yeah. Like I'm talking about like as opposed to the Nets, where they kind of just brought everybody there. Like, yeah. and it didn't really work. There wasn't like, like a cornerstone. It was not. Around. There was not a. There was no Booker's team. There was no like. I don't really know. It was KD's yeah. team, but I don't think anybody on that like on any of those other guys thought it was KD's team. Does that seem fair? Yeah. Right. So like I think it's I think it's really important that there is a kind of a pecking order here. Totally. Not necessarily that it's not a pecking order, but like it's just an acknowledgement of of what this team is. And it's that's acknowledging that it's Devin Booker's team. Yep, absolutely. Agreed. Anything else on the Suns or, or Bradley Beal? I'm just super stoked. Um, I was really impressed by Bradley Beal's press conference. Yeah. Um, got such a great smile. He yeah. seemed very happy. He seems like just like such an. He also looked. I, I gotta say this. He looked goofy as hell in that suit. He looked like I he was trying he to. Good. He looked like he was trying to sell me insurance or, or a car <laughs> or something. Like, I would buy insurance for Bradley Beal. I would too. He's got a. He's got a a, 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 a smile that could get me to buy. Yeah, anything. his kids being there was really cute too. But I'm very excited. Obviously, we won't know how it's going to play out until we see it on the court, and that's not going to happen for a little bit longer, but very happy he's here. Um, I think it's going to be great to see him shine in an environment that has actual supporting pieces around him, which is one of the things he hit on his press conference. He was like, I'm excited to play with like mm-hmm. actual players. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, no offense to the Wizards, but like, damn. But the best player he's ever played with is John Wall. And like, I, loved, I love John Wall, but that's not even a top like, I, I don't know. John Wall in his prime was pretty dope, to be quite honest, but he had a short career, dealt with injuries. And then he had a weird era of Kristaps Porzingis that's probably the second best player he's ever played poor, with. Poor Bradley. Like, that's not really not really the same as playing with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. No. Um, one thing I also appreciate about Bradley Beal mm-hmm. is how well-groomed he is. He's got a nice, <laughs> nice lineup, nice his facial hair is all well-groomed. Oh, no. I wonder... Mac, do you agree? How he, Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it is my, okay, full transparency for everyone who doesn't know. I was late today because <laughs> I am struggling violently to. No, 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 no. This is my punishment for being late. No, no, I have no, to read no, this no, Manscaped no, 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 read no, no, no. and you, you all have to today. listen to it. You were late today. Tell the people why you were really late today. I was trying to get some sleep because I owned the not No, no, no. Tell the people why you were really late today. I needed to get food before I came here because I was operating on an empty stomach. She- was stuck I'm going to throw up everywhere. She was stuck at Starbucks. This didn't take me any time to get because our good friend Daniel brought us coffee to the office. Well, I shut up. Have not been on my phone because I am unwell. So my punishment for being late is having to read this Manscaped read. So buckle up, everyone, because I'm not skipping anything. She has an audience, <sighs> by the way. Chris and Daniel still here. <clears throat> I have a question. Oh, what's that? 
What is more American than a bald eagle? Uh, cleanly shaved nuts. <laughs> the 4th of July is almost oh. here. And that means a couple of things. Barbecues, pool parties, and last but not least, glizzies. Yes. And it just so happens that the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, are making sure that all glizzy gladiators across the nation are groomed for battle on America's birthday. Look good, feel good, play good. From sea to shining sea. This feels very anti-American, by the way. What? Like, I almost feel bad reading this before the 4th of July. Anyway, <laughs> from sea to shining sea, join over 8 million Pew Patriots worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with our code PHNX at manscaped.com. Talk about an American dream. I personally have never used Manscaped. But I've heard great things. It is great. I got a compliment on my mustache while we were in Nashville. Um, and I was like, I literally just looked at her and I was like, Manscaped. She was like, what? And I was just like, Anyways. if you know, you know. <laughs> um, but it's only right to start America's favorite holiday with the Performance Package 4.0. You get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, whoop, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies. Take your freedom bells to the next level by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off with free shipping with our discount code PHNX. Get your independence back this Independence Day and unlock your confidence with Manscaped. Anything else before we get out of here? I need to go sleep. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't have anything else either. Um, Shout out everyone in the chat. I know that one. We had a few new people today, I feel like. I know that one guy, Sean. Uh, we have, of course, the usual suspects, Connor, CWP, everyone. And then, of course, shout out Chris and Daniel for coming in. Two of our diehardiest diehards. Um, and speaking of diehards, if you want to join the club, do it. Yeah, Chris is chanting, do it. Um, join the club, join the cult. Because we are a little bit of a cult. It's a it's a it's a cult. It's a family here, you know. Join, become a diehard. We we talked about our awesome experience in Nashville. We had a bunch of diehards come out, and when you become a diehard, you get discounts on events and stuff like that. So it's worth it. You get fifty dollars free voucher to the official pizza of the Los Angeles Angels, Mountain Mike's. Um, you get a free T shirt or hat every year. You get a bunch of perks, and you also get access to the Discord, which is a vibe. I talk a ton of baseball on the Discord. There's a Discord for every sports team here. So you get to talk with a bunch of people like you and the person that I was here at PHNX. So become a diehard. Go to gophnx.com. Sign up now. Um, just, yeah, just do it. Right? It's, yeah. It's smart. Become right? part of the fam. Just, yeah. Chris, yeah. Diehard chats during oh. the game. It's a great second, <clears throat> like, kind of second screen experience. Just being able to, to, cheer with or more usually vent I'm with I'm about to pass um, out AS or fellow thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the EPA sports podcast I need to go drink some water and sleep because I'm not feeling great you are all the absolute best we'll see you next Friday at 12 30 thanks for hanging in there with us I'm gonna go throw up bye